The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy and CDW. Bears All Access, Jim Miller, my colleagues, Tom Thayer and Anthony Heron. They'll be my teammates for the next uh, 57 minutes as we get you right close to, to training camp. Just around the corner as the players are prepared to report uh, to training camp. A lot of excitement about this Chicago Bears football team. Uh, Eddie Goldman will the defense play up to snuff, so that's going to be uh, interesting there. No Matt Nagy was in the news uh, this week talking about the number of carries they want to give uh, their star running back, David Montgomery, so we'll get into that. Plus, as we as the show rolls along, we're going to be joined by Bears safety Tashawn Gibson. Obviously re-signed a one-year deal for the Bears. Thought he was a, a bright spot in that secondary. 16 games, 16 starts, two interceptions, seven passes defensed, and 66 uh, total tackles. So played with a lot of passion uh, for the Chicago Bears. Good to see him in the mix uh, for Chicago here in 2021. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome in my co-host. We're going to talk all things Bears, and we'll talk to Deshaun Gibson about 6.30 uh, p.m. Eastern time. So let's welcome in Anthony Heron and Tom Thayer. Get their thoughts on Bears as they're about to report to training camp. Anthony, Tom, good to talk to you guys. Anthony, I'll start with you. It's been too long, buddy. I hope, hope your summer's going well. And how you feeling about this Bears club as training camp's about to kick off? Yeah, Jim, productive summer so far, and I, I think a lot of folks around the National Football League are hoping that, that their team has done the right thing, and Bears fans hoping that everything that's so exciting coming out of the draft will now be showcased on the field, really just days away from the opening of training camps. You kind of feel that juice, that energy starting to pick up with folks really looking forward to seeing what not only Justin Fields, but this entire Bears squad is going to bring to the table, man. I can't wait. Jim, good to talk to both of you guys. Um, I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot on my mind also as the season approaches because, you know, you have a lot of the elements you take into consideration from last year and then you got to kind of fast forward and think about this year. And I, I kind of have a thought that I've been thinking about during the course of the week that I'd like to bring up to both of you guys and see how you feel about it, Jim and Anthony. Because when you start looking at the preseason and you start to talk about the distribution of reps, I start thinking about the three preseason games. And to me, I would almost like to see all the players, including the veterans, have a lot more reps in the preseason game even if that takes away some reps in the in the practices. Because I think the element of speed, you have to be up and ready to go by the time the first game gets here. And now with only three preseason games, all right, if you want to pull back a little bit and you want to give them a veteran day, then give it during the course of the week of practice because you're really only going about 70 to 80% anyways. And so I would like to think to have these guys ready to go at a faster pace earlier I would like to see more reps, more game reps given to these guys during the preseason games. And I'd like to get both of your thoughts and see what you think about that. Yeah, your thoughts, Anthony, on, on this question there. I was really excited, guys, two years ago when Coach Nagy was, was going throughout the offseason program and, and as the preseason was approaching 
And, you know, we were kind of thinking, all right, how's he going to handle things at this point? How's he going to split reps? And then we saw him use a a similar approach to what he did in his first season coaching the Bears where you really didn't get a lot of work for the starters during that phase. And then last offseason, you know, before – Everything had really, truly materialized with the pandemic. We were still anticipating some preseason games being played early in the year. He announced it. He told everyone, the assembled media, everyone covering the Bears, everyone looking forward to it, guys like us who, you know, I'm, I'm confident all three of us were kind of hoping that the starters were going to see more action. And that was his plan going into last preseason. And it, of course, for obvious reasons, wasn't able to materialize. So I'm happy to hear that, that Matt Nagy has the same plan for this coming preseason that he would have implemented last year where we'll see more work from the starters and I think to your point Tom I'm, I'm curious how much is going to be more because you know I mean Andy Reid he's been at this for a long time and of course that's who Matt Nagy most notably studied under in, in his time in the NFL before getting the, the big whistle with the Bears here and Andy Reid doesn't necessarily shy away from letting guys get reps letting guys get a little contact out there obviously there's certain individuals who get a little bubble wrap and they're exempt for good reason, but it's not like Andy Reid's just getting guys on and off the field in 90 minutes every time they take yeah. the practice field. And I think for Coach Nagy, that, that's going to be, um, I would imagine, a bit of the wrestling match for him because his sensibilities we've seen up to this point have been to make sure that he's prioritizing health, prioritizing safety, and, and that's great. But for this team and especially this offense to get as much as they can out of each other. And I, I really shouldn't shy away from including the defense in that with Sean Desai coming over to that side of the ball and running things as well. There's a lot of prominent players who I think will be at their best if they do get some work during the preseason, certainly more than we've seen them get in years past under Coach Nagy. Well, I think that the NFLPA is not going to be happy about what I'm going to say right now. I think teams should should really – schedule more of those inter-squad scrimmages for mm. all the things that, that you guys both just mentioned on because at least there you can script them as a coach. So if you want to get, uh, Tom, you know, if you want to do an active goal line period, you know, in a, in a preseason game, a goal line situation may not arise, right? It may not even happen if, you, if your team doesn't get down there. But in those inter-squad scrimmages, and for the Bears fans out there, the Bears will be uh, scrimmaging the Miami Dolphins prior to their preseason game. That'll be August 11th and, and August 12th. You know, think of uh, Coach Flores from the Miami Dolphins and Matt Nagy. Hey, these are the areas we need to work on. We need to hit more red zone, or let's let's take this blitz period a little bit longer. Hey, we want to hit more more two-minute drives or, you know, or third down uh, situations. I, what I like about those inter-squad scrimmages is you can actually script a situation that is going to be real and how it's going to unfold in the game. When a preseason game, it may not even happen, Tom. Yeah, I agree with you there, Jim. I agree with you need those specific type of periods scripted so you can put the exact type of personnel packages you want, then, yeah, I, I do think you have to take advantage of that. A couple of years ago when the Bears went and practiced against the Patriots when Coach Flores was there, you know, they understand what that tempo is going to be about, and I think that's what both teams have to understand. But to me, I just, um, you know, as I was trying to take into consideration the last few years about the veteran reps in preseason games, and sometimes – you know, there's a slow start to the beginning of the season, and, and I, you know, I just want to see these guys up and ready. You know, so a guy like David Montgomery, I, you know, to me, David Montgomery, he doesn't need a 1,000 in-game reps because there's other backs that need those reps more than he does. However, I think when you look at the, the elements of what 
puts a team together, getting Cole Komet ready from game one, getting Darnell Mooney up to speed when the season starts. Same thing on the defensive side of the ball with guys like Jalen Johnson and the younger crew of guys over there. You can't you can't, you know, kind of slowly step into the first game of the year. You have to be up and running with the mentality and on the understanding, the pace. And I know it's got preseason games aren't going to equal the regular season games, but if you have more reps and maybe if you want to reduce them during the course of training camp practices, I just would like to see him go about it that way a little bit more. Hey guys, I'm curious where, where you think the, the approach will be on either side of the ball. Because I even kind of caught myself a minute ago because the last couple of years as, as I've been just watching the, the way that the Bears and Coach Nagy go about their business and the, the run-up towards the regular season, I've, I've, been, I've been more urgent about wanting more work for the offensive players because of obvious reasons where the offense has sort of started behind the defense. And you obviously have had the, you know, the, the travails at quarterback and what's going on there with development and just feel like, you know what, you've got a veteran defense. They've played at a high level. I haven't found myself as concerned with the the limited sort of physical work that that side of the ball had gotten in years past. But even just uh, as I was kind of thinking out loud about this topic a, a moment ago while I was talking through it, because normally I'm thinking, yeah, this offense, they need the work, man. The offense has got to start fast. But it does feel more important to me for the defense this year than it has in years past also, one, because of the new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, but then also you factor in, frankly, the defense – they haven't necessarily looked like that same cohesive and explosive unit that we got accustomed to them looking like before. So, you know, that, that sort, of, sort of leads me to believe that maybe the defense could even use a little more preseason work than what I've kind of felt like they needed in years past. Yeah, good thoughts because Deshaun Desai will be the, the new play caller there. The continuity's there. Pretty much everybody's back in, in terms of the players, but how, you know, every play caller has their idiosyncrasies. You know, he's going to call things differently uh, from whether it's Vic Fangio or Chuck Pagano. Everybody's got their own twist on things, and, and obviously the players will get have to get used uh, to, to their new play caller. Guys, interesting day in, in the NFL because, as we know, the franchise tags. Uh, teams had the ability to, to ink a long-term deal uh, with the players that that are under the tag the big deal done today was taylor uh moton uh down there for the carolina panthers that's a four-year 72 million dollar deal tom i never thought right tackles and guards <laughs> would be getting what they're getting right now in the national football league but uh, out of all other players i mean brandon sheriff of the washington football team he's going to be playing under his second tag you would think with all these deals in especially with Tooney's deal uh down there for kansas city right he signed the five-year 80 million dollar deal for kansas city i thought brandon sheriff would have a, uh, the ability to sign and then of course how it relates to to alan robinson in the bears it, it doesn't sound like uh negotiations were really happening towards the end of the year bears placed the flan- franchise tag on him i think alan robinson will handle himself like a professional like he always does but uh just thoughts on how it unfolded today i'll start with you anthony and no long-term deal for alan robinson i think it, it's been you know fairly obvious throughout a rob's career here in chicago that he's been the most consistent offensive weapon the bears have had and you look at the totality of his career where there's been uneven quarterback play, and he's always been a guy who's been able to find a way to make plays, to put up consistent numbers, to be sort of the consummate professional in the locker room and out of it, addressing the media, no big complaints there. And that's gotten more and more rare over the years at the wide receiver position, as you guys know, where a lot of times somebody might spout off because that just tends to be where those personalities and how they kind of go about their business, and that hasn't been Allen Robinson. So, and, and so I respect the way that the, the Bears – 
whether Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, everyone within the organization have paid Allen Robinson the proper respects verbally in the media. Obviously, Robinson and his, his representation doesn't necessarily think the deal that's been offered by the ball club up to this point meets the standard they're looking for. And, you know, organization's in a tough spot, but I understand exactly where Allen Robinson's at also because this is very likely to be the, his, you know, one of, if not his last opportunity in his late 20s now, you know, surgeries in his past and all that, maybe his last chance at a big, long, most lucrative contract that he may have the opportunity to sign. So he's pushing hard to get that. You know, the salary cap has come down, so it's a, it's a tricky spot for him with the timing of it. But the Bears have cap difficulties at the moment to try to put any deal like this together. So I think that, you know, I, I'm not surprised where both sides are at the moment, while at the same time, you got a new rookie QB coming in. Who knows, a year from now, if you get through another really productive season and Justin Fields takes off at some point there, then maybe the Bears are in a position like the, you know, the Seahawks, for example, were able to find themselves in under Russell Wilson with him as the QB early in his career. Maybe you get that where there's a window to maximize. A lot of teams around the league are trying to maximize right now where you've got that rookie deal on a QB. Perhaps they can still free up cap space after you get through this year, and maybe A-Rob isn't going into his final season with the Bears, but it, it doesn't surprise me where things sit at the moment, Tom. The simplest answer I could give, because I don't think there's been any secret how much I admire Allen Robinson, his work ethic, his dedication, what his leadership means to the locker room. It, it's hard to ignore because the, you see the productivity on the field. Um, would I like to sign Allen Robinson to a long-term contract? I would. Do I want to sign Allen Robinson to the highest-paid receiver in the league? I don't. So, I mean, there's got to be a, a medium, a happy ground there between of what Allen Robinson is realistic, realistically looking for in what the Bears are willing to pay him because he's, you know, exhibited every – time that he's been challenged what a, what a quality guy he is however you do have to look at the reality of the financial side of it and whatever they could come up with a deal that they could make him financially secure for generations to come however is he going to walk out there as the highest paid wide receiver in the national football league i i don't think that's going to happen for him as well but to me would i sign him i would well, we got plenty more to come here on Bears All Access. When we come back, let's get into some of Matt Nagy's comments about the offense. The time is now. Dedicated carries to uh, to David Montgomery. He wants to get minimum 20 uh, touches uh, a game in running the football. Also had some comments on Eddie Goldman, uh, the big defensive tackle, who's, who hopefully will be there for the Chicago Bears because his defense could be special here in 2021. So don't change it now. Keep it right here on Bears All Access. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Greeton cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Anthony Heron, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller should be joined by Bears uh, veteran safety Tashawn Gibson. Should be calling in here about 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, so it'll be interesting to talk to him. He re-signs the one-year deal uh, to 
come back to Chicago. Guys, I, I thought he really meshed well uh, with the Bears. Played with a lot of passion. I think he fed off the fans. He kind of got it right away and was a 16-game starter. Had the couple interceptions and was very active tackler uh, for the Chicago Bears. But getting that cohesiveness back at the safety spot, uh, Anthony, going to be crucial for the Bears because it's a veteran group that have really all played together defensively for quite some time. It's going to be the first time at the safety position we've seen Eddie Jackson paired with the same safety next to him in a few years now. And so you, you would imagine that two things. One, stylistically, I, I like the fact that Tashawn Gibson, Eddie Jackson, they're not necessarily the same type of safety. Now, that, that was a little bit of what made things tricky the prior season with Ha Ha Clinton Dix and, and how, you know, they're stylistically kind of a, a similar type of guy where Gibson can come in, bring that thump, a little more readily, and so you can kind of ID which guy fills which role. Not that either guy isn't, you know, incapable of doing sort of the other responsibility, but I like the way that they mesh together, and then having another season playing alongside each other is just enhance the way they communicate, the way they're spatially aware of where the other will be, the game situations they've been in where perhaps they can even recognize without even having to verbally communicate, just some of those nonverbals that are going to be important with certain offenses, certain tempos and formations and everything. The fact that they've been in so many situations together going into the season should just enhance the way they can play off of each other, Tom. You know, Anthony, Jim, I think it was probably one of the most important signs of the offseason because when you think of you taking consideration last year what he was not afforded in that shortened preseason, and then you have a new starting uh, cornerback, you have a rotation at the slot corner, and you have to develop the re- relationship with the rest of the guys. So now you talk about the, the key ingredient is him and Eddie Jackson being back together, but now he's going to have to break in a new slot corner. He's going to have to make sure Jalen Johnson comes along in his second year. And then there's a little bit of uncertainty who that next cornerback is going to be. So when you have all of his veteran experiences and making sure that everybody's lined up at the right position during the cadence or some of the more complicated receiver groups you're going to see, shoot, I think getting uh, Deshaun signed was as important as anybody that you could have brought back into the fold um, at, at this stage of his career. Well, you look at Jalen Johnson, he was thrust into that role, and he, he, he lived up to the hype. I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit with how he played as a rookie. But going into this year, you know, Thomas Graham Jr., who's the six-round corner of the Chicago Bears uh, chose in the draft, to me, Anthony, it's going to be tough for any of these young guys to really contribute this year because that's what I mean by the veteran leadership of what's on defense uh, for the Chicago Bears and why it could be a pretty special season. Like you said, there are some question marks who will fulfill those other corner roles when you bring in a veteran like Desmond Trufant and Duke Shelley going to win over that, that nickel corner job. But I think overall, all these guys have played and showed up and they've been together to mesh as a defense. And what I really hope, Jim, is that the, the personality – of the Bears' defense shines through. I hope that exactly what Sean Desai is looking for, not only schematically, but just in the energy, in the approach, in the passion they play the game with, I hope that shines through and ends up being a key factor in who ends up manning that other corner position and who ends up being the slot corner in those nickel packages as well. I I think a, a guy like a Thomas Graham coming in through the draft I loved what I saw from him in college, called some of his games at Oregon. He seems like a, a, a guy to me whose personality should mesh well with what the Bears will hope this defense can be going into this season. And I think that's a big part of why 
you know, I, I love Tashawn Gibson as a football player because that that sort of lunch pail aspect of a guy who was an undrafted free agent and coming in and making such a lengthy career in the NFL, he's one of those success stories that didn't necessarily come in as someone who everyone knew would make the squad or was you know an immediate starter from day one, but has worked himself into one of the better safeties in football. And I think that type of mentality, that lunch pail aspect of Gibson is something I hope sort of infiltrates the entire secondary for this season. Yeah, you know, about Deshaun also I think he's a good reflection on guys like Kendall Vildor and Duke Shelley and even Artie Burns has to get a bigger picture of seeing him and in uh, Trey Roberson there's a lot of other guys that you know we're waiting in the wings to see because we didn't get the opportunity last year to kind of watch what these guys could add to the defensive backfield however they all had a chance to sit there and watch how um, multi-year veteran like Deshaun carries himself, his preparation during the week and how it factored out in the game field. So I, I think, again, they're fortunate to have evidence of hard work and how it can um, r- relate into success. Well, we should have plenty more to come here on Bears All Access. Tashawn Gibson, he'll sh- he should join us on the other side, so we'll step away. We'll be back. More Bears All Access right after this. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy. Visit athletico.com to request an appointment in clinic or virtually and start feeling better uh, tomorrow. Keeping it on the Bears defense with Anthony Heron and Tom Thayer. And obviously Coach Nagy talked about it. They expect Eddie Goldman uh, to, to show up the camp. They're even said publicly that they they're working with the player want the player they believe the player will be there and I mentioned this Anthony last week to to Tom Thayer and uh, Jeff Joniak I have the Bears uh, we're going through every single position over on Sirius XM NFL radio and grading out the defensive fronts and the Bears were 19 points came out on a scale of 20 with Eddie Goldman in the mix they were the highest rated team uh, that we had in the National Football League and it wasn't just for me Pat saw in the top five minimum uh, for the Chicago Bears I like the you know being aggressive and you go out and you protect yourself by signing Mike Pinnell there's still some other uh, potential defensive tackle free agents that are out there Geno Atkins we could go through a, a couple of names but Eddie Goldman opted out last year. He's such a physical presence at the point of attack with what the Bears want to do up front. But Pinnell at least, you know, hinges that bet with uh, bringing him over uh, from Kansas City. So, Anthony, your thoughts on the situation? And I do. I, I think Eddie Goldman will show up for, for camp for the Chicago Bears. We're certainly seeing enough workout videos on social media. You know, the, the videos that have been circulating, they're not necessarily from his own Twitter account, but he doesn't seem to be trying to stop anyone else from showcasing a few workout videos here lately of the work he's putting in. I mean, you know, if he's not planning on playing football in National Football League this season, the types of workouts that I'm seeing out on social indicate to me that, I don't know, maybe he's trying to be in a World's Strongest Man contest or Mr. (laughs) Olympia or something. He's putting the work in as though he's planning on reporting, planning on showing up. So it's nice that that's out there on social. Uh, I'm a little curious just, you know, why there's perhaps not some public pronouncement from Eddie Goldman, just, you know, sort of putting some of the rumors to rest, putting Bears fans at ease, maybe even putting some folks in the front office at ease if there's still, a, you know, some question mark about it. But it's at least nice to see that just in the, the day and age that we're in at the moment where, you know, things can be parsed via social media and you try to figure out what this means and what that means. It's at least a, a very – it's a quality indicator that it seems like Eddie, Eddie Goldman is planning on showing up and that when he does – it's looking like just from some clips there, 
looking like on social media he's going to be in shape when he does. And after a year away from the game, that's obviously going to be a big question mark for the guy who plays on the interior, right there in the middle of your defense because, you know, weight can fluctuate and the amount of hits you're taking, all those things can rack up at different rates and how they affect guys. So just hopefully after a year away, what we're seeing on social, what we're seeing on Twitter and IG of Eddie Goldman putting the work in, then maybe he'll come back looking like the Eddie Goldman of old because we saw what the Bears' run defense looked like without him last season, the domino effect of how it affected Keem Hicks, how it affected the inside linebackers, trying to roll other guys in like Bilal Nichols who weren't you know, sort of accustomed to that zero, that one technique right in the middle of all the action. You get Eddie Goldman back in there, Tom. A lot of other guys are more comfortable and play at a well, higher hold level, the, too. Hold that thought, Tom, because I believe we've got our guest available. So let's go out to the guest side and welcome in 10-year uh, safety of the Chicago Bears, Tashawn Gibson, uh, to Bears All Access. Tashawn, you got Jim Miller, Anthony Heron, Tom Thayer uh, here. Thanks for joining us. And going into your 10th training camp, I mean, do you prepare any differently, to Tashawn? Thanks for joining us tonight. I mean, I appreciate you guys for having me, man. And, uh, you know, honestly – uh, year 10 is kind of a little more crucial, obviously, man. You got to train a little different. You got to get the body accustomed a little different, man. You're not a young spring chicken anymore. You're not 23 years old. So uh, you definitely got to make sure that you, you take care of the body a little more uh, rigorously and just do the things, the small things, to make sure that your body can uh, uphold a 17-game season now. You see how it's a little different now. We, we play in an extra game, so definitely got to make sure that you're training and uh, preparing yourself for, for, for the upcoming season. Quite a little different, man. You know, you can roll out of bed and you can have an ache and a pain, man. You know, once you hit 30 compared to 21, the body the, the, the body act different, man. But in my mind, I like to think that I'm still 25. So I just try to uh, continue to just, you know, grind and, and take it day by day. Hey, Tashawn, to talk about the defense as a whole, when I go, went to mandatory minicamp, it seemed like the defense really brought the electricity. Is it something you guys talked about beforehand, or is it just the natural closeness of this group? You know, I think that this is a mature group. So when you're looking at a mature group, a lot of people like to point out age. Age is a thing in a new school uh, NFL. But uh, the, the perks of having a, a veteran group like this, man, is you, you have that family camaraderie. And with us, it's just a beautiful thing to have. You know, we have a mixture of good, young, ascending talent. You look at guys, uh, young guys who, in my opinion, would be very dominant in this league for a very long time. And you have a collective, uh, a collection of veteran players who are established players and, and you know, just bring that, that big brother mentality, man. So it's like a big fraternity, a big brotherhood. And when you see that, you understand these guys, you, you might take a look at practice and see or think that, We've been playing together for four or five years, man, and, and that's just the type of the way that coach decide, man, the way that he coaches, man, the closeness, the togetherness, man. And, you know, those are the guys you're going to go to war with day in and day out. So I think that those are huge things because, like, you know, uh, this only been my second year, man. I feel like Chicago is my home. I feel like this team, I've been knowing these guys for years. It just was it was so exciting and so fun to have everybody back together. And, you know, that, those are the things that you need in order to build and have successful defenses, man. And like I say, I feel like we have the recipe to do it. Bears safety to Sean Gibson Sr., our guest here on Bears All Access, going into a decade now in the National Football League. And to Sean, you're going to go into, like you referenced, second year in Chicago also, specifically second year playing alongside Eddie Jackson. As you've had opportunities to play alongside the same safety for an extended period of time in the past, how would you describe what what type of difference that makes? How does that enhance the way that you and Ejax should be able to play off of each other this season? 
you know, I think that's a benefit for both of us. Uh, you know, you look back on, um, I think I seen something that said that Eddie hasn't played with the same safety since um, um, Amos, I believe, was here with him. You know, and I think that with a new guy, new skill set, you have to get, a, a, you know, used to playing with, you know, the guy next to you. That's kind of like me and Eddie. It's kind of like we lock next to each other. I kind of got to be in his head. He got to be in my head. I got to know the way that I play. Eddie is gonna have my back and vice versa. So I think that that puts a strain on the on 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 just growth and development, man. And for me to be able to come back and and, and he see that familiar face and he understand what he's gonna get out of three eight, and for me to understand what I'm gonna get out of three nine or four, whichever one y'all want to call him, um, it's huge for him, man. And I think that's huge for both of us. And, and obviously, him being a top tier talent, I don't think that he get enough credit. I think that he, in my opinion, man, is one of the most gifted athletes uh, at the safety position in the National Football League. So, when you combine that with 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 just him having that that familiar face to play alongside of him, man, that way he can just kind of say, okay, I know what I'm getting game in and game game out. I've, I've played with the guy 16 games. It's not a new guy who I don't know what to expect. I think we can get uh, get used to seeing man Eddie go out there and do what Eddie been doing, and people pe- people fail to realize he did it last year. He did it last year. Had a couple of unfortunate calls called back, but um, that was one of the more exciting things, man, to be able to come back and play with a guy like him, man. He's like a little brother to me, man, and uh, for him to have the success that he's had on uh, the accolades, man, he is still a student of the game. He still asks questions. He still is a guy, man, who who appreciate my veteran uh, leadership, man, and you know he's not too big for the game and guys like that, man. You 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 root for and you uh, you hope for them to have success and he's been having success man and I think that that's super exciting to be able to team back up with him and I think that we just gonna continue to grow. Well, you just called the uh, the Bears, you know, being back home and you know that's what I thought was pretty special of, about you last year, Tashawn. You know, you've had experiences where you you know you left Cleveland, went into Jacksonville, then went into to Houston's uh, locker room. Now here with the Bears, and it just it seemed seamless for you it it clicked really early for you it just seems that you know you just to me you you get it you know and uh maybe just touch on that was it those other travels that allowed you to to get ingratiated a lot quicker in chicago because it just seemed to click right away right i think that a lot of the times when you when you kind of been around obviously that kind of helps that way you kind of know how to uh verse yourself into different locker rooms every locker room is different and anybody that plays football dating back to college heck high school you walk in locker rooms man every locker room is different the atmosphere is different man and it's just a test to kind of how uh mr pace and Nagy runs the, the 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 organization when you think about it one of the biggest things for me was when i signed there i had one of my closer friends in the national football league in buster screen I have history with him, so when I when the Bears reached out to me, I asked him as many questions as possible. And the biggest thing, and 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 the most consistent word that was thrown around from when I talked to Coach Nagy during the process last year, and Mr. Pace was just that this is a family, and you know everybody said, but not everybody mean it. When I walked in this locker room, it was a family oriented. It was just a, a family oriented locker room, and it's hard to come by that, man. And I'm not big on comparing uh, left to right, up to down, but. This by far was with my most exciting locker room to be a part of, man, because it's not egos. You have guys that's going to be Hall of Famers and guys like Khalil Mack and things like that. And you have top-tier uh, superstars in the league. And all these guys, man, just walk around here like normal guys, man, treat everybody with respect um, from the trainers. And every, and those things are huge when you come around. And you realize, man, this thing is a big family. So I think that that was one of the things that kind of helped me 
trying to ease my transition into being that new face in the locker room. You got to think last year was a little different due to COVID. So, man, I truly was a new guy. People didn't have OTAs to kind of get a feel for my personality and my gameplay. It was just like truly I was thrown into the fire, man, and people kind of – everybody had relationships. And I'm the new guy. So, for people to just embrace me the way that they did, man, it just shows – it's just a testament to how this locker room is ran, man, the leadership in the locker room, man, the leadership of the organization. You know, Tachan, you talk about getting to know your teammates and trying to get to know the system, your whereabouts, the whole facility and everything. But so now let's go to year two. You have a good understanding of the teammates around you. Now you started with Matthew Stafford last year. You start with Matthew Stafford again this year. Can you have kind of quarterback conversations early and throughout the preseason with the rest of your defensive backs? And I know, you know, it's a long 17-game season, but, hey, he happens to be the first quarterback you played against last year and the same first quarterback you're going to play against this year. Yeah, I think that that's huge, man, obviously. Uh, you know, and, and, and the guys in Chicago, you have guys like Eddie and, and Danny and those guys who have played them far more than I have being in the division one for four or five-plus years. Um, those are things that are huge, obviously, man. You just you, 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 you play these guys long enough, man, and just like they have tails and tails on you, uh, even some of these top-tier quarterbacks, man, you begin to understand and have tails on them. You know, you look at guys, good, great quarterbacks such as guy like Aaron Rodgers. I remember Eddie telling me things about him. And in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers, he was the best quarterback in football last year. Eddie was being able to tell me, like, hey, Gip, when he does this, look out for this. That 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 being familiar with your opponent, man, and taking it to the next level is how you are able to thrive in this league. So, obviously, playing against Matthew Stafford, man, having that familiar understanding of, the way that he likes to play, man, obviously, man, he's a risk taker. He's like a Brett Favre-ish kind of guy. He's going to take his shots. And if you give it to him, sometimes, man, he understands his arm is top tier arm, man. He get a little cocky with it. These are things and conversations, man, that you're fortunate to be able to have with the guys who probably have not had those experiences with him, man, that can ultimately help you win football games, man, especially guys on the back end. Obviously, we have a young group uh, besides myself. Um, we have a very young group. Um, you know, with, with Jalen and Kendall and a lot of Duke and a lot of these young guys who will have to step up. So that is definitely going to be pivotal for sure going into week one. Tashana, I'm curious about the, the impact that, that you've noticed you can have on other guys on the field because of your physical brand of play. And frankly, like, you know, like Jim and, and Tommy, they were both draft picks. You were an undrafted free agent like right. I was. I got five in, right. you're going into Shout ten. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the mentality that you add to the defense, how, how do you feel like you can your presence can impact your teammates? You know, uh, it, it's a big thing, man. I think a lot of guys, man, just, just even talking to, uh, you know, young guys like Thomas Graham, man. You know, he come in and, you know, he he was asking me, man, what round did you get drafted in? You know, a, a lot of the guys, man, when they come and they go into these new teams, they check and see who's on the roster, you know, check their accolades, check their stats, and, you know. He was mind blown to to know that I was undrafted, man. And you know, those are the things that I hang my hat on. Is to I think that is huge for the simple fact that, man, look, I'm a blue collar kind of guy. Uh, you know, I didn't go to 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 to, to, to the big college, um, and I came in here, man. I had to carve my way, man. I was fortunate through through the grace of God, man. God allowed me to have the opportunity in Cleveland to say, hey, if you can play football, you have an opportunity here, and I was able to thrive, and then I never looked back from there, man. So I think that. The understanding of presence, man, that, you know, people understand, like, hey, 
nothing bougie about me, man. I'm driving. I'm going to drive my old pickup truck to work, man. I'm putting my hard hat on, and I'm going to go to work. And I think guys gravitate towards that, and guys respect that. You know, guys can appreciate uh, guys like that. There's a lot of guys like that, but, you know, obviously when you have guys who've been doing it for a long time, you know, people respect time. People respect, you know, uh, when, when when they can see you physically go out there and say, hey, man, this guy's an undrafted free agent 10 years in here, and he still practices hard. He works hard. He he takes lifts serious. He takes, you know, these things, these, these guys begin to gravitate and they begin to respect you not only as a player but as a man and as a person. And I think that that is huge. And I think that that's why I've been able to have the impact in the room. And year two is just going to get better. I'm a little more comfortable with people. The face is a little more familiar. I'm not that new guy just, just speaking out of term. That's kind of like, hey, you got to earn your right. You earn your right. You go from there. Well, don't let Anthony fool you, Tashawn. I was like Tom Brady, a six-rounder. It didn't work out the same, though, for some reason. It didn't work out the same. But anyway, hey, man, uh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was saying, man, hey, man, you got your name called, man. That's what matters. That's right. Sure. It's all about the opportunity, whether you're drafted Absolutely. or undrafted. It's getting that foot in, in the door, no doubt about it. Well, we got a couple weeks uh, left uh, before training camp uh, cranks up. No, you're excited about it. You know, what What do you do between now and then to, to get your mind right, to get your body right, and get ready for this grind that you're about to undertake? Right. I think that the, the, the biggest thing about is making sure that you're physically prepared. Training camp in my opinion, and, and, you know, we all play football. It's like after the second after the second year training camp, is just like, look, let's get through it. Let's get it over with. Let's get to the fun part, right? Training camp is the grind. It's the dog days, man. And, you know, you got to prepare and get your body acclimated for those just so. So, you know, I think that you go through the six-week period, you know, from the from mini camp to, to – uh, training camp, you know, you, you got to push your body. But then also you got to know when to listen to your body and say, okay, it's time to coast this thing down, deload, and kind of make sure I go in training camp tip-top shape, man, and preparing for your be- the best season of your life. That's how you got to approach every training camp. So, you know, do a little more with the family. Well, Enjoy we- because training camp, man, for that month, it's just going to be, you know, it's football. Like, you know, the wife, yeah. the kids, they understand, hey, phone calls is going to be less frequent and less frequent, but, hey, um, you know, it's only for a short amount of time, and, and you know, it's understood. So, you know, kind of enjoy the kids a little more, especially that last week leading up to training camp, kind of take a little bit off of your body a little bit, making sure that you pretty much fine-tuning yourself. And that's what it comes down to, man. Uh, so, for me. Yeah, well, we appreciate your time, Tashawn. Good luck to you. Sounding uh, just a great uh, a mental place right now to get ready for your, your 10th year in the National Football League. So, good luck to you here in 2021, and thanks for your time tonight on Bears All Access. Thanks, I appreciate you guys for having me. Y'all take care. Yep. Tashawn Gibson, everybody, part of a very experienced defense returning for the Chicago Bears. We got to hit the last break. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. Bears All Access. More right after this. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it. Great stuff from Bears safety to Sean Gibson, and I do. I think this defense can be special because it's got a lot of of veterans on this defense. Obviously, the edge rushers with Khalil Mack and and Robert Quinn, and then you go out and you get a veteran in Jeremiah Atuachu uh, from the Denver Broncos. think he adds a ton of experience as well. So you hate to see great players go like Roy Robertson Harris, and uh, we wish him well uh, down in Jacksonville. But I like the interior and where you were going, Anthony, with the defensive front because if Eddie Goldman is working and pounding those weights, like you said, on, on social media, 
I like that rotation of interior defensive tackles. I thought Mario Edwards really started to come on towards the end of the year. Obviously, you got the veteran in Keem Hits and Blaup Nichols is just an, an ascending player. And the signing of Angela Blackson, he brings a lot of uh, experience coming over uh, from the Arizona Cardinals. I touched on Mike Pinnell. He's been a good rotational player in his NFL career. He comes over from Kansas City. And then you draft uh, the young Kyrus Tonga, uh, who's obviously going to develop and, and has that wide body that, uh, that fits the bear scheme uh, so well. So I, I like this group up front a, as a whole, and we'll see if it can come to fruition early for this football team. And we saw last season where, you know, John Jenkins did what he could as a rotational piece, but obviously you just didn't have that consistent mass and force on the inside of the Bears defense. And you had guys who sort of ended up having to play out of position at certain times and get moved around to try and shore up things on the interior, which made life at times more difficult on Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith at the second level. And so the matchups as training camp uh, approaches here, Tom, I'm really eager to watch not only some of the youth like Tevin Jenkins on the offensive line matching up against a veteran pass rush, but the health of James Daniels and what that looks like because it's, it's a Bears offensive line that should they should probably feel as good going into this camp as they have at any previous time under Matt Nagy and so they will still have a veteran and talented defensive front to match up with. So that that matchup just in some of those live settings you were talking about earlier really excites me. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, the thing about it is with Matt Nagy saying that he has 20 carries a game intended for David Montgomery, I think that is good for Tevin Jenkins because really the way you want to break him in is the ability to be in a powerful three-point stance and use the traits of a running game that – I, that not come easier, but I think when you, ha- you you work in the combination blocks and you work with guards and tight ends, it's really a way to settle in a guy that you're trying to gain experience and trying to keep your offense better. And so I think this offensive line should feel, should feel really confident going into the start of the season, and I think it will really benefit the Bears. You know, one thing about the defense is – I, I wish that Eddie Goldman wasn't such a secret. I wish that yeah. he would be bragging and talk about how excited he is to be back here. But one element, too, is if they Eddie Goldman is a first-down defensive lineman, and if they're successful, then he's going to get – you know, he's – probably going to come out of the game because the opponent's going to have to bring in more passing personnel and that's when you you shift the balance of the defensive line and so um you know i think tonga and Pinnell and these guys are you know they have those capabilities i think when eddie goldman showed some really bright signs and a true upside to what his talent level is and then the bears rewarded him with the contract i think that's the same respect that the bears season ticket holders, players, and coaches deserve. So um, I, don't, I don't want it to be a secret. I want him to come out here with just all the glory he can possibly have and, and be excited about getting in a stance and lining up for the first time in over a year. Well, Tom, as we close out the, the show here on Bears All Access, what is the best way to bring along the young offensive lineman, whether it's Tevin Jenkins, whether it's Larry Borum, when it comes to training camp? Is it one-on-ones? Is it the half lines? What, you know, what specifically do you think where they're really Juan Castillo probably crank up their reps? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to have the coaching element that's going to be very specific when you go through those one-on-one periods that you're going to be highlighted. It's just going to be you against the snap count, against the defensive lineman. But when you start going on to an 11-11 drills and you start implementing the the run schemes, that you have to realize how many different guys that the left tackle or the right tackle they're going to work with in order to fulfill their assignment. So the better they can know the offense, because you cannot break the huddle going there thinking while you're going up to the line of scrimmage. You have to have an understanding and a knowledge that you know it so perfectly that the thinking is second nature, that all you're thinking out uh, is the explosiveness at the snap of the ball get some movement, and let David Montgomery and the rest of these running backs be as creative as what we've seen they can be. Well, guys, time flies when you're having fun. Always a pleasure being with you, Anthony Heron. As always, Tom, always great to to be with Tom Thayer, and we'll do it next week on Bears All Access. Thanks for joining us. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.